Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about what a Facebook group member uh, humorously termed virgins with kids, which means when you don't have a lot of sexual experience, although you are in a long-term relationship, uh, marriage, really, even with children, of course, as given the title. So one would think that you are you know, have a fairly good grasp of sex, but in fact, you do not. And I'll get to why not and what you can do about it. Please first do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was on why to stop shaming your partner for desires and fantasies. And that really, that title should speak for itself. There are also over about 115 or 120 other subscriber episodes. Uh, You should be subscribing if you like my content. Also, you should join the Facebook group because that's where I get a lot of my ideas from, from the interesting discussions. That's even cheaper than a podcast subscription at $4.99 a month versus $5.99. You do not get one with the other. There's no bundling. Sometimes people ask me that, but there's not. Okay, so this um, idea of virgins with kids, so it's basically two people who were raised pretty religious or in a sex-negative way and they never had any other partners or just a couple other like real quick kind of partners or, you know, like one, maybe like a couple times of like rushed, shamed sex with somebody, maybe on the guy's part, often the woman is a virgin or close to it. Um, Or they had other partners, but the sex was similar, like just a lot of like kind of like aimless kind of groping stuff, not really a free and easy fulfilling sex life, which is hard to have a free and easy fulfilling sex life when you were raised to think of sex as bad. And so these two people get together often, you know, they could be attracted to each other, but it's, it's, they, they have no template for what a loving marriage really looks like. Their parents, remember, were raised in the same culture, so they probably didn't touch, kiss, or ever talk positively about sex. So it's kind of anybody's guess. This is really a couple with the blind leading the blind. Nobody has any idea what it looks like to have a healthy, intimate life, even in terms of kissing and hugging outside the bedroom necessarily. Um, I don't mean a peck on the lips. Often people can get that together and do that just from watching TV. But, um, you know, like cuddling and touching and, you know, like the guy, you know, coming up behind the woman and hugging her and, and that kind of thing. So they, they don't have any idea how to do this. They're very ashamed around bodies and sex. Often the sex that they have is very quick. So the guy doesn't really understand what foreplay is. He's probably seen porn, um, often been shamed for it if it was a religious home. And, um, you know, he just thinks that you just enter the woman and like, that's that. And if she's young, which she always is in this situation at first, because you get married pretty young, then as I've discussed in my podcast about female arousal, do you know what it looks like? She's wet. So he thinks that's what it is for a woman to be wet. He's heard the idea of wet. She's wet inside her body. You know, she's an alive young person. So she's wet. That doesn't mean she's aroused, but he doesn't know any different. She doesn't know any different. There's no foreplay. So she doesn't have the 
you know, orgasms that she's capable of, if she even has any. Remember that I've mentioned this some other time, but people who grow up in very sex negative households often orgasm very quick because they have to um, masturbate very quick, both men and women, because they don't want to get caught. They're not really allowed to have any privacy. So both can frequently learn to um, orgasm very quick. That's the same thing with people who have had history of sexual abuse, which is also relevant here. So this can also be people who have had sexual abuse in their past. People, um, they orgasm really quick because they were always, uh, you know, it was secret. They had to, the abuser had to be with them very quickly. So like they learn to function very quickly, but that has nothing to do with a long, erotic, open, free and loving encounter. That's just kind of like sneezing, like it's a reflex. I mean, men have no idea how quick like a woman can get off with direct clitoral stimulation, but like, cause, and that's what vibrators do. So frequently people who are very sex negative will still use a vibrator with the literal goal being that the orgasm is quick. So they don't have to be uncomfortable for long. The woman in particular, she doesn't have to be uncomfortable, like being a sexual entity for very long, for like a long amount of time. Um, instead she can have her orgasm quick and be done, you know, and not think about it anymore. And it's very shameful and there's no, um, there's no buildup, there's no teasing, there's no play, because all of these things are thought to be very bad and shameful. And there's also just no understanding that they could even be the component, a component of sex. So anyway, so these encounters between these virgins with children are often very rushed. The, they weren't really using birth control from the beginning because they're still an after, you know, effect of being religious. So they have kids very quick whether or not they're still religious, you know, kind of, they still feel the purpose of marriage is to really have kids. So often they have children very, very quick. And um, then once she's pregnant, she feels sick. Once she has a baby, her sex drive goes down, she's breastfeeding. So they never really get a chance to, you know, to play or to learn anything different around sex if they even know that. And remember, sometimes they don't even know that this is a possibility. So it reminds me, um, John Updike wrote a bunch of books back in the, I think, 70s, the Rabbit series. And there was one scene, I don't remember, Run, Rabbit, Run, which book it was, doesn't really matter. But the woman had like no sexual experience, the female protagonist, his his wife. Um, they were very young. And the first time she felt any like idea that anything positive could happen in her genital area was when her her maxi pad got loose like kind of was moving around in her underwear as she was walking down the street that was like the first time she was aware that like there could be any pleasure in that part of her body because he was so inexperienced he had no idea what he was doing he was very young and she was you know raised in a different era where women had no idea about their bodies and of course you know i read this possibly 20 years ago so you know the details elude me but either way i i always remember it because this is something that clients have said as well like randomly like the faucet in a bath will touch them like the stream of water will touch them and they'll have like this first idea that like they could have like an erotic feeling in their vagina area at all, never mind their breasts or the rest of their body. They don't even think about it like that. So a lot of people are like this. Like a lot of women have no idea they have any erogenous zones at all. When they were making out during early stages of dating, if they were open enough to do that, which is a question, then frequently they did feel a buildup of arousal, but that has nothing to do with intercourse because then once they're allowed to have sex, then they just have sex. So the guy just like has sex with them and they assume that that's correct. So there's no more long makeout sessions because the man 
the young man, the boy, really thought that this was just what you did when you can't have sex. But then once you are allowed to have sex, then you just basically penetrate the woman and pump until you come. And that's it. And either she has an orgasm or she doesn't. He has no idea. And, um, you know, the makeout sessions are gone. And that used to be like the only way that the woman would experience what she doesn't even realize was a buildup of sexual pleasure. So, you know, you could see how all this shit gets really fucked up <laughs> is the TLDR of that. And, um, and people end up in these situations where they're having like completely like just, just, uh, disconnected sex and they, and then they go for long periods of time without sex because honestly, why? Why even have it? You know, it doesn't feel very good for the woman at all. And for the man, he, what's ironic is that he does know like teasing and edging. And these kind of guys will often have long teasing, edging. Edging is when you go to the edge of orgasm and you come back in order to build up, you know, the pleasure. They'll do that with porn and with masturbation. But it doesn't even occur to them that they could do that to their female partner or teach her how to do it to them by virtue of having longer encounters with more stopping and starting and um, and, and more touch everywhere, etc. You know, but they'll often do it to themselves, you know, and, uh, and, and they don't understand that they could also do that to the woman. And that's something that you could learn. You know, obviously, if you're talking to a therapist about it or a sex coach or anything like that. So how can you learn besides that? So you can, of course, go to a sex therapist or a sex coach. Many of these people have very little money. You know, they're young. that um, They don't even think to go to a therapist because they don't have any, quote, problems because they grew up often with problems with real problems, you know, poverty, drunkenness, et cetera. Uh, these are the kind of um, people that I often see is people that grew up in very dysfunctional families. So then you know, who are always kind of sex negative and dysfunction is just part of dysfunction. You know, like people who are negative about everything are often negative about sex. If you're a woman whose husband's coming home drunk every night and beating the shit out of you, what do you teach your daughter in order to help her? You teach her men are terrible, fear them, and, you know, try to get one that's as much of a pussycat as possible so that he doesn't be like your father. You know, and I see this a lot. And so then these women marry very, quote, nice guys who have zero experience with women. And then again, you get into this blind leading the blind situation. So frequently the woman is raised to be fear women and the man is raised to fear or the woman's raised to fear men and the man is raised to fear women. You know, by a father who was, you know, kowtowing to a, a woman who was very difficult. So these people find each other. They say that they're very stable and they are very stable, but they have no idea how to build an erotic and close intimate connection. So in these situations, yes, of course, you could go to therapy, sex coaching, etc. I have all these kind of people that work for my practice as well as me. But also you can just read and learn on the internet. You can read erotic stories. Visual porn does like almost nothing to help women to help men understand women, unless you're like looking up massage techniques on YouTube or like, you know, you, you know already the language, but people already don't know. Like, I'm sure you could Google like wiki how, how to give a woman an orgasm. I'm sure you could. It might even be good information, but you wouldn't know how to sift through and not sift through. So really erotic stories can be very useful. I had a whole podcast about that. That's the kind of porn that can help sex lives, particularly if women read them. And if she won't read something called erotic stories, a lot of romance novels have a sexual component and sex scenes. And you can learn from this. None of those encounters are just, you know, meaningless blank 
like shitty disconnected sex. The guy or the woman, somebody is in charge and like curating this long, like teasing, loving, uh, erotic encounter where everything is touched and all the parts of the body are there. And there's a lot of positive talking and like dirty talking, especially that isn't very, um, gross to the woman really to not put too fine a point on it because when guys try to talk like porn when they're like you know saying nasty stuff to, like that a woman doesn't really like then uh the woman hates it and she thinks that she hates all dirty talk she doesn't hate all dirty talk she just hates the stuff that's coming out of Pornhub you know and um what she would not hate is what the guys say in romantic novels and so or, or, or erotic stories sometimes. But, you know, you have to be somebody that's willing to get outside your comfort zone and read this kind of stuff so that you know what's going to work and what's not going to work. You know, I mean, what resonates with you is what is exciting to you. So you've got to look through things on the internet and try them. And um, if you can't do that, or if that gets you nowhere, then working with a sex coach or an intimacy coach or a sex therapist, or even just a couples therapist that's sex positive can help. There's married couples that like have never like taken a shower together. They've never you know, been in bed for like a whole hour just having sex with each other and making love to each other, really. You know, there's people who've stopped making out who haven't made out in like 10 years, you know, and never really did to begin with, you know, after intercourse came on the table. There's men who still think that every time you like your tongues touch, you know, <clears throat> each other's tongues like in a makeout session and you get hard, that means that you have to have sex right then. That's like not real. That's something like, a young boy thinks, you know, like it's hard. I, I got to get off right now. But if you're a man and you educate yourself, you could be having foreplay throughout the day. If every, I wrote a, a post on this, but if every time you touch your wife, it's an implicit sexual contract and she has to like make sure to give you some sort of physical release, then she thinks of you as an animal because you're acting like an animal, truly, like literally like an animal, you know, like, <clears throat> I got hard, thus I must ejaculate. That's, of course, not true. And I did a whole podcast episode on how it's often better with more buildup and a better erection for aging men when you skip days of getting off and you just get the woman off and then you're just excited the rest of the day until the next day when you could have sex with them and ejaculate, right? But, like, there's there's a lot of misconceptions. I mean, such as every time we make out, we have to have intercourse within, like, 10 minutes. No, you don't. You know, and that's why your wife won't make out with you in addition to the fact that she has all her own weird stuff around sex. Uh, the idea that a man just has to like release his ejaculate is not accurate, <laughs> you know? Like that isn't true. The idea that like a woman's orgasm is bonus is not true, you know? Except in the case where I'm saying, you know, that where a man is intentionally doing what TikTok calls semen retention, what tantric sex has been doing for millennia, um, decoupling the male orgasm from ejaculation, which is a whole other level. You could read the uh, multi-orgasmic man for that, more on that. But except in those cases, you should be able to like French kiss and cuddle and touch and, and tease and all of these things throughout the day so that you have a better encounter when you do have an encounter. There needs to be eroticism. And of course, there's the whole emotional component because people in this sort of disconnected sexual relationship do not have a romantic relationship to speak of. They, they have no idea how to really compliment each other or how to flirt even because they saw no flirting. 
you know, and guys who don't think of themselves as very attractive, which very few guys think of themselves as attractive if they've had limited sexual experience, they find it difficult to flirt. They find it to be silly that they're coming off and trying to be something that they're not. And so they'll, you know, use a baby voice or use too much joking or something. And then, of course, the woman doesn't feel excited. It's not exciting to say like, you know, do you want to go upstairs for some boom boom? I mean, this is not like a woman is going to want to like die instead of do that, you know. But if if a man says something like, you're so beautiful, I can't wait to have you right now, it's very different. But a lot of guys won't say that because they feel stupid. They never saw a strong male role model. Not that they would have ever heard their father say that to their mother, but you get a sense, you know, of like your parents' connection and that's your role model. And so if they never saw a mother and father interact in any way flirtatiously, even with looks, then it's kind of hard to have a self-concept as a sexual entity that would do well by being more romantic. You instead think you would be embarrassing yourself. And that's like the key feeling of these couples is embarrassment and shame. And so that's what therapy can really help with in addition to research. And, you know, you could read the book, Come As You Are. You could read the book, She Comes First. You could read uh, fucking any any book. <laughs> I mean, there is uh, whatever my sexologist, Heather Ray, likes to recommend, Girl Boner, I think. I mean, you could work with Heather, but I mean, if you cannot, then Girl Boner. I mean, there's like a lot of books if you just literally look up like sex education, because that's what you need. Sex education about how bodies work, how pleasure is obtained. All right. I hope this was useful for you guys. I hope at least one couple in this situation has a new lease on life thinking about how they're going to research how to have a better and more erotic and closer and healthier and no shame sexual connection. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.